Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. And I'm Edwina. And today we are still doing our Once More with Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we are doing Season 4, Episode 7, The Initiative. This episode first aired November 16th, 1999, written by Doug Petrie and directed by James A. Contenar. Over to you, Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him that it's worth his time. After 60 plus episodes, Eddie, you're still trying to convince me it's worth my time. I will say this episode was possibly definitely worth my time. Yeah? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually kind of like this episode. I thought it, it finally got to the point. <laughs> I don't know. I like those. I've already said I like those episodes where Buffy's learning to deal with life at college and adjusting to a new lifestyle. Yeah, no, I don't have an issue with that. It's just, it's just boring. <laughs> oh, I love those episodes. So, no, well, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed this. I, I like the theme. I, I uh, we'll get or talk into that later, but I, I really do like what it did in this episode. Yeah. So you know, we do finally get the arc of the season. Um, Seven episodes in. Yeah. Oh, no. But, you know, it was sprinkled throughout. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah, you had yeah. the sprinkling. The foreshadowing and the you yeah. know, little hints here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we finally get to the plot of the season with the initiative. Yeah. Um, a lot of people hate this overarching initiative stuff. Oh, really? They don't yeah. like the initiative? No. No, I think you mentioned this before, but, uh, uh, yeah, they – not a fan of it. It's just... Uh, yeah, but it's weird. I, I actually like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, so far I like it. I, I mean, I, I kind of think I know where this all's, all's going to go. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm liking this. It's not a it's not a scene-chewing, moustache-twilling villain, villain yeah. that they've uh, sort of had in the past uh, without the moustache. But it's... Um, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to enjoy this season a bit more. Okay. Is this the favourite season? Is this the, the season or is it already past that uh, point? Everyone sort of has debates about it. Most people think that season two, two and three are the best yeah. and then there's just So we've constant... already peaked, have we? Well, I don't think so because season six is my favourite but then heaps of people hate season six and then I, like then my second favourite is season four but <laughs> then people mm-hmm. hate season four. So, yeah, no one can really definitively say – what is the best season? Yeah. Most okay. people are sort of on season seven and one are the worst seasons. But again, I'm sort of like, I kind of like both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Probably season one, you know, a bit more campy. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. It's okay. hard. It's a hard one. Okay. To get a, you know, definitive answer about. Uh, but yeah, getting back to the, the initiative, mm-hmm. the episode, the initiative. Um, so I, I, I also really like this episode. Okay. Wow. Um, but, (laughs) but it also, it does have a few plot holes in this one, which I will go into. Okay. Mainly to do with Spike. Yeah. Um, and, but it is one of those slightly forgettable episodes. Like it's never going to be like in someone's top 10 favorite episodes. Okay. But it's not a bad episode. It's not going to be on the worst. So episode. pretty mediocre. Well, it's in the middle. In but the then middle. again, like a, but a high, high end of the middle. All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't. 
there are certain parts of this episode that just make it really good. Uh, <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's Spike. Spike just makes yeah, this episode good. Yeah. Done it his way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you want to go into the summary and then we'll get yes. on to my Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Points. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, get this crap out of the way. <laughs> Rolly and a couple of his friends watch Buffy as she manages to make a mess of the soda machine and yogurt machine. They comment on what a cat she is and how interested they all are, but Rolly is reluctant to make fun. Giles and Xander discover the commando guys are human and that their help would not be needed again. When Buffy decides to go to a party with Willow to hopefully cheer her up, Giles and Xander decide to patrol for her. Spike having been knocked out by a taser at the beginning of the previous episode, wakes up in a facility where various types of demons are held captive behind electrically charged barriers. A packet of blood drops from the ceiling into Spike's cell, but before he drinks it, a vampire in the cell next to him, Tom, captured in the Freshman, warns him that the doctors starve the vampires and then feed them drugged blood before doing experiments on them. In class, Willow asks about Oz, but Riley and Professor Walsh inform her that he dropped out of class and will not likely come back, saddening her. Buffy approaches the professor and tells her off for her harsh behaviour, prompting Walsh to comment to Riley that she likes her. Forrest asks Parker about Buffy, and when Parker vulgarly brags about having sex with her, Riley punches him, realising that he likes Buffy. Absolutely, yay, yeah. yay, Riley. I, I won't say that too often, but yes, yay, Riley. He visits Willow and asks her advice on wooing Buffy. Willow, still emotionally distressed, questions his motives, but eventually relents, listing some of Buffy's likes and interests. Spike lies on the floor of his cell, pretending to have drunken the drugged blood, and when the doctors come in to get him, he attacks. He escapes the initiative and returns to Harmony's lair to visit her, then immediately leaves to kill the Slayer. Xander later discovers Harmony crying, burning some of Spike's things. After a brief, inept slap fight, Harmony tells Xander that Spike is back. At the party, Willow tries to help Riley flirt with Buffy, but his attempts are thwarted when Xander arrives to inform Buffy that Spike has returned. Riley is also called away from the party and, after passing through several electronic checkpoints, go down in a hidden elevator to the underground facility where Spike had been held. The operation's head, Walsh, informs him that Spike has escaped and Riley gives orders to three teams that he sent out all over Sunnydale to find Spike. When Riley's team spots Buffy sitting on a bench, Riley refuses to allow them to use her as bait. Each unaware of the other's secret identity, Riley and Buffy try to send each other out of harm's way. Meanwhile, Spike has found Buffy's dorm through the school computer system. Willow, moping in a room, Here's a knock at the door and invites the person in without thinking. Spike swaggers through the door and attempts to bite Willow, but is stopped by an intense pain in his head. After a short, calm dialogue with multiple metaphorical references to impotence, Willow hits him with the lamp and runs out just as Riley and friends cut the power and they work their way up to the dorm room. They capture Spike while the others consider whether to take Willow or not. Spike breaks free. Buffy arrives and fights Riley and his friends while Spike manages to escape through a window. Unable to make out the identity of their attacker, Riley orders them to retreat. Walsh is not happy with what happened or Riley's report on the event. It is revealed that Spike cannot harm a human without feeling pain in his head thanks to an implant placed there. 
Riley catches up with Buffy and they talk. Buffy tells him he is a little peculiar, a term used by Riley before he realized he liked Buffy, and he responds that he can live with that. The end. So, right. the first thing I'd the like initiative, to... Eddie. Well, <laughs> first thing I'd like to talk about are the plot holes in this episode. I didn't notice any, so I'm interested to hear this. All right. So, the blood packet. Mm-hmm. The empty blood packet. Where is the blood? Because he didn't drink it. There's no drain. Mm-hmm. How has he hidden the blood? Did they need to drug him now? Because it looks like they already had and done the operation. So, Well, they're doing multiple experiments. On oh, them. okay. Right. Uh, yeah. In his boot? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. They never really show that. Did the old uh, Great Escape hit it in his boot? <laughs> Up the leg. Up the leg, yeah. <laughs> Down the leg, maybe, yeah. maybe. But might have been visible. Uh, and the other plot hole is that he hits and punches and hurts quite a lot of people getting out of the initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't get the sharp pain until he attacks Willow. And it has been noted that this is, like Joss Whedon has even admitted it, it's, it's a plot hole. He was angry with, with what ended up happening mm-hmm. and the way that it was cut. Like it wasn't, he wasn't supposed to fight them the way that he ended up fighting them. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> in saying that, mm-hmm. I like to think well, this is just my theory in my head. All right, let's the way hear it. That yes, I, yeah. I, I let this slide is that the the chip didn't activate until he went to bite Willow. Okay, all right, yeah. that solves that problem. So it wasn't active until he tried to harm, like actually kill Willow, because he wasn't really trying to kill these other people. It was just yeah, a so, means of escape. So I wasn't sure of the of how this thing works. So it's when he w- goes to harm a human yep. that the chip works. Now I have seen episodes with this chip before. Doesn't it usually make some sort of buzzing noise or something, or is that something they add in later? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it really makes some t- some. Maybe it does make a buzzing noise. I don't really. I could have sworn there was like a weird buzzing noise, and I, it's I, normally him just going ah. Is it? I, yeah. I, and they make it look like a, a shocking noise or something. I have seen an episode where uh, he's walking with Xander or something and he, Xander says something to him and then Spike's like, oh, this would be worth it. And he just punches Xander and then he gets shocked. Yeah. He's like, still worth it or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was Xander or not, but there's a scene where he does that. And I, I could have sworn it was like a sort of noise that uh, okay. happened. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. Something I've maybe seen a long time ago, which I always refer to as the V-chip. The V-chip. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Remember the V-chip in South Park, the movie? Yeah. They put the V-chip in Cartman's every time he, <laughs> he swore he got yep. he got zapped. Yep, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, now, Riley as the love interest for Buffy. Um, you fucking white bread. Now, this, this also never comes up, but he's a TA, like a teaching aide. Hmm. So... He, can you teaching? I don't know. Like, aren't teaching aides in a position of power? Like, should Buffy be allowed to date him? Mm, I mean, it's not high school, so it's not like yeah, you know, that'd be creepy. And she's over eighteen. Okay, and he's only like twenty something. 
Yeah, like that's not really the point. It's the fact that she mm. could sleep with him to get better grades, that type of. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, or, uh, yeah, it could compromise uh, the integrity of the school, I guess. But, I mean, it's always mm. a big taboo these days to be in a relationship with someone at your workplace because someone's always going to be in a position with power. But so many relationships have started with people who work together and yeah. there's always going to be a power dynamic of someone being above someone else. So, uh, yeah, the world hasn't quite ended yet <laughs> with that. <laughs> And I'm sure plenty of babies and people are, are still here because people had a office romance, and that's probably something that's never going to stop. Yeah. Uh, but there's always the uh, the cliche of the boss dating the secretary, which is always seen as oh, you know, yes. can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But what if the secretary <laughs> was male? Uh, um. But you know, having Riley as the the love interest, did you? Had you seen this episode? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Um. So, but it wouldn't have been a surprise that. No, I know that I know the character, and I do know they hook up. Yeah, but you know that he was part of the initiative. So, yeah, yeah. So Buffy doesn't know he's a part of the initiative yeah. yet. And I think even afterward, he's still around, isn't he? For yes. a bit, yeah. yeah. Um. And did you guess that he was with the commando guy? Uh, not specifically him, no, no. And that Professor Walsh would become the, uh, be the I leader thought maybe of it. something with her. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I was shocked that she was a leader. I thought she was maybe part of it, but not the leader. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I was definitely shocked about that. All right. Um, yeah, because that's also another thing. Like you don't see Forrest and Graham up until this episode. Because mm-hmm. uh, they've only ever shown those th- the three um, – Army guys. Yeah. They're always sort of in this group of three. Yeah, yeah. And that's who it is. It's Graham, Forrest and Riley. <laughs> so, uh, Graham, is that the stoic guy? Yeah. The, guy, <laughs> the, the yeah. full military guy. He, yeah. The zero emotion robot guy. Yeah. yeah. There's always that guy, isn't it? Part of the group. Yeah. Uh, Forrest will become increasingly more annoying. Is he the wisecracking one? Uh, the no, sassy best friend. No, no, he's not the sassy best friend. So he spends this episode trying to get uh, Riley and Buffy together mm. and then he'll spend every other episode trying to break them up. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible wingman. <laughs> um, and I, it is that thing, like it gets to the point where he's irrationally, his irrational hatred of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Feels like there's, you know, it, it's getting faith vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that he's uh, actually perhaps in love with Riley. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked you straight away, is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you did. You did for long ago. Oh my. Yeah, he's been a little too crass. Mm. I think that was the problem. Also, that was? Yeah. yeah. Like he's just, you know, uh, using the word nubile. Who, who, who uses <laughs> the word nubile? I don't know. <laughs> Um, but Riley also uses the word court. Oh, very old fashioned. <laughs> yes, that he wants to court Buffy. Yeah. Um, don't hear too many guys using that term. Yeah, like a group court. But even even in the, what was that, late 90s, there's no way a guy would say, I wish to court you. <laughs> um, Wear a petticoat. Here's a place that sells them. <laughs> 
Uh, and that's the other thing. Um, Professor Walsh and him having that conversation about the um, Oz and Veruca in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. You'd think if they were part of that big, this big secretive organisation, that would have perhaps been a private conversation that Buffy couldn't walk, walk in on because she probably would have been like, that's not a dog. Like, so the people of Sunnydale generally, when they come across these mm-hmm. um, demons or whatnot, they go yeah. into this state of denial. Yeah. And that's what she was kind of in this state of. Sorry, oh, I, mi- I missed that. What are you talking about? The In what? the previous episode, Professor yeah. Walsh is attacked by yeah, the two yeah. dogs. What conversation did that she ever hear? Well, Buffy walks in on her telling, like she's gone up to ask a question. Oh, oh and they're talking about being attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're talking and. And she's like, you know, be careful at like late at night on the campus. Mm. I was attacked by two dogs, and that's the typical um, Sunnydale resident being in like being in that state of denial. Yeah, where even when you see something funny, you pass it off as something else. There's a bit of misdirection there. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. and it just doesn't really work. <laughs> Considering they would absolutely know that that was a werewolf. Yeah, they would have known straight away that it was a werewolf. She probably would have sent out mm. um, troops after it. It wouldn't have been something that they would have been discussing in the middle of the hallway. Out of character, yeah. But the misdirection to make you think that they're just like another simpleton Sunnydale resident. Yeah, um, and now the initiative itself, that building. So it's meant to be underground. Mm-hmm. There is far too much ceiling space. <laughs> like it looks like a massive warehouse. Yeah. Well, do you remember the salt mine we went to in Poland? Yeah, true. That but was that, huge. But that was a mine. They were mining salt. So yeah, I mean, it's, and you're saying it's impossible to make a huge. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's not. I'm never said it was impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's just very wasteful to perhaps be digging down yeah. that. And that large for no reason. Okay. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you try to utilize that space a little better? Well, they had a big budget apparently. So they said, <laughs> do what you want. Make and what the hell is the want. point of the silver foil pit? <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no point in the silver it look, foil. It looks cool. Okay. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's that they can operate on the demons and if the demons get out, they can't go anywhere. Yeah. Is that it? Maybe, yeah. yeah maybe. Mm. All right. Yeah, that answers yeah. that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So you don't think it's that it's too too wasteful a space? No, I don't, I don't know. It's, well, you mm. know, open, nice big open area, you know. Yeah, but what's the point? Well, what's why not? The point? <laughs> sure, it increases the cost of heating and cooling in the facility, but, yeah. you know. At least it gives a nice echoey sound when you walk in there and okay. yeah, I don't know, with flying monsters or something like that, maybe. I don't know, but your ear pressure, like, man, it must be, yeah. be killing. I'm sure it's pressurized. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, the, the way they got into that place, it was in that house. What, yeah. house. what house were they in? At their frat house. Oh, so that was their frat house, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. All right. I guess I lose that. <laughs> I wasn't trying to win anything, but I—I I, I mean, you mentioned the V chip one. I mean, yeah, that's def- definitely a plot hole. Uh, the open space. I don't, I don't think it's a plot hole. I just think it's excessive. Okay. <laughs> well, they're, they're trying to you know, show how big this. Uh, but it's unnecessary. Initiative is. Are they government or 
private yes. or no, they're, they're, they're government. They are government. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. They are government. You do find that out. All right. Let's Yeah, they um again they didn't really know what to do with Giles and Xander in this episode. It was a little meta because they were like, they didn't know what to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I guess we don't need for us in this episode. Huh? Let's go hang out. And yeah. So they're they just did. hanging out looking for the um, the military guys. Hmm. And uh, and Giles showed him like he's trying to load the gun and Giles just takes off and just cocks it. Like, yeah. yeah. He knows guns. Of course he does. He was yeah. a ripper. <laughs> <laughs> um, though they're not in it that much, you do get one of the greatest scenes of all time between... Xander and Harmony. It is the greatest fight scene. <laughs> the slap fight. <laughs> they have this slow motion, <laughs> dramatic music playing slap fight that I always forget about and it's just the most amazing scene in the entire series. They really do play it up, do they? <laughs> oh, and the music is, you know, this super dramatic music. They slow it down and they're just slapping each other and then it ends with them like pulling, like they're pulling each other's hair. <laughs> yeah, it was, done, it was done pretty well. That, that was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the great things about this episode is definitely that scene. Hmm. And, and now we can talk about Willow. Uh, so Willow's, this is kind of one of her mopey episodes. There's going to be a couple of, Willow moping episodes as she's getting over Oz. Yeah. Um, but in this one, she's consoling a lot of men. <laughs> like, Piffle. Yeah, she is being uh, the, the Freud of the episodes, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bit of Freudian. Yeah, yeah trying so to help you have her. Up. So you have her consoling Riley mm-hmm. um, and helping him try to woo um, Buffy. Uh, and then you also have her weirdly consoling Spike after that. Oh, we do it's a need performance to d- issue. <laughs> yeah, so you have that. So you know, vampires are generally a metaphor for sex. Like we've already talked yeah, about this yes. before. Uh, and that scene with Spike and Willow in the dorm is, you know, incredibly visceral. Hmm. Uh, and it, you know, it has that. I think it's the way, yeah, the way that he climbs on top of her and he just kind of turns the music up and, mm, you know, it's very, yeah. you know, it, it is very sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Right in your face. Uh, and, yeah, and he, I think it's the way he kind of throws her and puts his hand over her face and it's just so, so violent. Yeah, on top of her and, yeah, just. Yeah, uh, and, and but also sexual at the same time. Mm. Uh, and and then cuts and then it cuts back to the, and you and you honestly think that Willow is done in that scene. Yeah, yeah. I I thought well, I knew she wasn't, but it, it got me for a second. Like, oh, is is, is one of those situations where she dies, but they bring her back or something like that? Like, I thought it was going to be a death. Yeah, but reversible by the end of the episode or something. But yeah. a death, no, no, nonetheless. They'll yeah. find some amulet that they could change someone within <laughs> the first twenty four hours of being bitten or some shit like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and. Then you have him sitting on the end of the bed going <laughs> and you get this weird, uh, what do you call it, uh, erectile dysfunction conversation <laughs> about impotence. Mm. And then you have her kind of, her little insecurities coming out as well. Like, 
you know, you didn't even want, you know, it's it's me, you know, you didn't even want to bite me. You came here looking for Buffy and you settled for me. You know, I'm always the friend. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. A piffle. <laughs> yeah, and then she finally, you know, she, she starts doing the, you know, the old, you know, what if you just have a break and then we try again in <laughs> half an hour and then she realises what she's saying and then hits him over the head. Mm. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it's just it's this very weird juxtaposition of playing a very violent scene, yeah, with a, a very comedic scene, um, and I and somehow it works. <laughs> it does, yeah, it absolutely works, yeah, yeah, yeah. and suits both their personalities <laughs> as well. But yeah, the, and the fact that you have her consoling Spike, it reminded me of a scene in True Blood. Uh, okay. You remember the first season of that was brilliant, and it was a season where the the brother took all that V and he started ejaculating constantly, and he couldn't uh. stop. And they took him to the to the doctor. Okay, and he was with the the black girl. I can't remember her name. And Tara. Tara, and the doctor's like, "Oh, we're going to have to drain it, you know." And they have to get the big needle, and she was there comforting comforting him, and it played off like he was giving birth. Oh, like okay. he was sitting on the bed with his legs open like that and she was holding his hand and he was like breathing heavily while they oh, like shoved okay. the needle in his Oh, dick. no, wasn't it just an erection that he had for like – he wasn't um, ejaculating. He had a severe erection. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And it had just filled with blood. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had and to drain it. Yeah, oh, he was going to lose his dick. And yeah. it, it reversed the situation where he was the one having a baby – and she was the husband holding his hand <laughs> while he was screaming in pain. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, it just it reminded me of that uh, scene, the, the juxtaposition switch. Yeah. You know, of of that sort of, you know, being the uh, about, well, actually it's kind of different but kind of similar, I guess. It was a role reversal in that one though, but yeah. it was also playing on the giving birth to having a penis drained yeah. <laughs> of blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really have much more to say. Um, uh, so, some things I wanted to speak about. Yeah. So I think a, a signature sort of uh, writing prompt from Joss Whedon or the Whedonverse, the uh, corporation facility controlling monsters in a, it's almost a technological with mythical combination of the two. Yeah. Which remind me of like Cabin of the Woods. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So you had that same thing where you had all these mystic creatures being sort of shelved and uh, locked up in cells and stuff like that to be used in certain ways. Mm. Um, even maybe you could say a little bit like Alien Resurrection did something similar as yeah, well. Yeah, it did too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose Firefly as well. Aliens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had the, the blue hands guy or something or oh no the the reapers or what well they were experimenting and that's how the reavers came about yeah yeah um, they, I mean, they were experimenting with pacifying people. yeah so it's a little different i guess but also they were experimenting on river to turn her mm. to make her into a weapon yeah psychic and yeah. yeah but definitely the whole sort of facility with the 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 mythical creatures in it yeah was very similar uh i felt a, 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 a theme he's done before and uh, will possibly do again, I imagine. Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Oh, kind of. I don't know. Um, 
the Nevers kind of started playing with that, but he got kicked off his <laughs> project. Own show, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a signature. What do you call it? Signature or a... A reoccurring theme. Yeah. Yeah. So would you call it a technolo- technological with mythical aspects yeah. sort of combined into one facility sort of thing, like the Merman and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never get to see the Merman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something else I wanted to bring up, uh, it was, I think it was on a Buffy website, it mentioned a goof. Now, I don't usually uh, like mentioning these, I don't think they find them that interesting, but I was just admiring curiosity. Because they're not really curiosity. goofs, yeah. Well, sometimes I do. It was one of those ones where you see the camera crew in it, and I was like, oh, okay, let's see if you can see it. Or it wasn't a camera crew, you could see the, the top of the set and lights, that's what it said. It was the scene where Spike jumps on top of Willow. And when you see it from her point of view, it said that you could see the top of the set and you could see the lights of the set. And I don't know, I've replayed that scene several times, balls, and I didn't see shit. I'm just amazed that sort of gets in there sometimes. And Might if have it's been... there, it's like barely a frame or something. I, I looked yeah. at it pretty extensively and I could not see anything. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong scene or something. But It might be the fact that you're watching, you're not watching the, what do you call it, the, the ratio the ratio of it's changed. Well, I am watching the the uh, the HD version, so that's the one where's got all the issues where they've reframed it. Yeah, but they they cut up the the thing is they cut down the top to get more at the sides, so it's probably cut that. Oh, possibly. Yeah, oh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. So I think from this point on, he was filming in in uh, sixteen by nine though, so it should. That is also possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I could get out the DVDs and find out. All right, let's put it out. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so, Jared, did you go down a rabbit hole this week? Musical musical guest that was uncredited. Oh yeah. Well, they were they went, didn't go to the bronze. Uh, no, but they went to a part high. Yes. And there was a song playing in the background. I'm like, oh fuck, what is that song? I remember that song. And I couldn't I couldn't remember who did it or who wrote it or anything. Well, there's apps these days for that. Yeah, it was hard to get because they were talking a lot. In it. Oh, <laughs> I okay. was trying to do it. I maybe could have gone back and did it. But all I all I all I can remember was the. The line, yeah, and the and the line was, you know, who rocked the who rocked the body, who rocked the party, rocked the party, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, which kept giving me the the uh, Missy Elliott song. I'm like, no, that's not it. Uh, who rocked the party, rocked the party, who rocked the party? like, oh, I couldn't remember. Oh, who rocked the body, Ro- who rocked the body, and that didn't work. And then I'm like, I just typed that into Google, and then I found it. So, remember this song. Yeah. You know who it is? Maybe Prodigy? Nah, it's Moby. 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 Remember this guy? Yes. This guy's still making albums, by the way. He's made like 19 studio albums. He's not He's not giving up. He's okay. like in his like mid-50s. He looked like in his mid-50s then, to be honest. But he always looked old. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was English because he looked like a soccer hooligan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I'll just listen to a bit of Moby today. So Yeah, can't say I was much of a fan, to be honest. No, no, I just remember a few songs and uh it was that one and this one. Know that one? Nope. No. God, I must have been under a bridge or something. <laughs> yeah, oh. We'll see what we find. People that come together. Oh, okay. You remember now. No one can stop us now. Yeah, still making music. Claimed that he dated Natalie Portman. <laughs> She denies it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> Is that one of those high school things? We're going out, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, 19 albums. Guy's still going. If you're a fan of Moby, you know, I thought that guy stopped making music 20 years ago, but no, he's still there. He's too old. It's over. Nobody listens to techno. Yeah. Um, not really a rabbit hole, I guess, but my musical guest. Yeah. All right. Should we get into question time? I hope that that answers a little bit uh, your, your question. Okay, Jared, which character was your favourite in this episode? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, same. Which character do you love to hate? Yeah, Willow has kind of given me the shits this episode. Really? Yeah. Can you explain why? Oh, you, no. You, you explained why to me when we were watching it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's what I suddenly realised. And... She reminds me of my son because she talks like a child. <laughs> and that's why I don't like Willow. <laughs> because she's always talking like a little child all the time. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <sighs> well, I'm going to go with... This will be the last time we see him, so I'll go with Parker Abrams. Parker, yeah. Yeah, because uh, he was that, like, for any Parker apologists out there, after what he says in this episode, you cannot. Hmm. Uh, like, Buffy was quite right in her it was actually her so-called yeah. clinginess. It was actually really funny to see, hear it from his point of view. <laughs> Bastard. Hearing that she was super clingy, like yeah, betrothed oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. She's like all over me, man. I was like, God, you know. Like the, the when he when he saw him like explain it to her, he's just being so patronizing in it. Yeah. And then when you see him talking about it later, like, oh God, you wanker, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like we're betrothed, like God, you know. And then Riley's just fucking <laughs> But really, that <laughs> like, it was like a reflex action, wasn't it? Yes. Like he didn't even, he didn't even well, think. Well, the whole thing is he only like she only approaches him once mm. um, after they've 
had sex and he pretty much was like, you know, rejects her. Yeah. Um, that, that's pretty much it. The only other time uh, it's other than Willow calling bullshit on him, mm-hmm. other than that, and then Buffy knocking him out twice. Mm. Uh, Actually, can you make a video of him getting knocked out? <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> um, yeah, that we can go cheers. Cheers to Parker. You know, he gets knocked out three times <laughs> and he deserves it every single time. Yeah. And I hope he has permanent brain damage from it. Oh, God. <laughs> She's harsh. You know the difference between a freshman girl and a toilet seat. The toilet seat doesn't follow you around after you use it. <laughs> yes. Just a little bit harsh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is the last time we see him. All farewell. Right. Farewell, Parker. Farewell, Parker Poophead. Goodbye, farewell. You, you it's will really not be nice missed. to meet you. We, we, in, the only thing we enjoyed was watching you get knocked out mm. and punched out. Yeah. My Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right. And moving on. Mm-hmm. What was the most memorable fight scene? Yeah, it's funny. I'd written down the hallway scene because that was done quite well, but then you brought up... Yeah. The one and that is definitely more memorable, the the slap fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I have. It's the harmony. Yeah. I knew you were going to have that. And yeah. I I so you say memorable, but then I just remembered it. <laughs> when you mentioned it like oh, I yeah. like it's just that it's just perfect with the fact that it goes to slow-mo and the music it's just played so dead serious. Mm. Yet they are slapping each other <laughs> and pulling each other's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Zack Schneider was, would have been uh, creaming yes, his jocks exactly. in that one. No, that's where he got all his inspiration from. That <laughs> you just need that sort of operatic music in the background. Oh. Well, the, well, the, well, the music is pretty. pretty yeah, it is pretty dynamic. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I've got the that scene as mine. Um, and the LOL moment. And I've got one word, impotence. Oh, really? I was going to go, because we actually both pissed ourselves laughing at it, mm-hmm. was actually when Riley punches out Parker. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, like, we both all of a sudden, like, almost jump up laughing at that scene. It was good, though. It was, yeah. it was, it's just a funny reflex. Like, he was. Debating whether or not he liked her, and then when he's just full on smacked him in the face. But it, like, yeah, oh, but wow. it was like an unconscious response. Yeah, like yeah. he didn't even realize that he was, he, yeah. even after he's done it, he's like, How did that happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> why did that happen? Like, he just up and punches him. Like, this, it was a re, as he said, it's like a reflex thing. Mm, yeah, just did it. Smack. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry about that, Chief. Um, favorite scene. I do like the. Uh, I suppose there is a few good scenes in there, but we haven't mentioned it. The um, the initiative intro scene. Oh yeah. So I did like the intricate, almost get well, um, get smart, get smart sort of scene where they're going through all the different elevators and 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 you know do all these weird uh, sensors and scanning things and while they're just sort of talking through it throughout it all. Yeah. Very similar to that scene in um, in. Um, Cabin in the Woods, when they sort of go into the facility, isn't it? Where they're sort of yapping away as they go into this high security sort of place and that you don't know where they're going to. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's sort of plays on that very there's similar it's like poetry. It rhymes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I thought that was yeah, pretty in- interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've probably I've got the interactions with Spike and Willow. I think it's that scene where he start where she's she's kind of getting a bit sad and and he's just sitting there going, I'd bite you in a second and starts talking about her in, in her little pink fuzzy number. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. Uh, uh, least favourite scene. I didn't like Willow giving Riley advice. I found that a little. She likes cheese. But even they can, when he, she continued it on yeah. in the party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't like when Riley tries to talk to Buffy at the party. Okay. And then reverts to the cheese. <laughs> cheese? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was that awkward. It's just an awkward scene. Yeah, it was. It's never fun to watch. Uh, Favourite quote? Uh, my quote was between Spike. Did you have this one? I might have this one as well. You might. Is this your favourite quote? Uh, yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, I'll just read it out. And mm-hmm. I don't understand. This sort of thing never happened to me before. Maybe you were nervous. I felt right when I started. Let's try again. Ow, ow, damn it. Maybe you're trying too hard. Doesn't this happen to every vampire? Not to me, it doesn't. It's me, isn't it? What are you talking about? Well, you came looking for Buffy and you settled for... You didn't want to bite me. I just happened to be around. (sighs) Piffle. I know I'm not the kind of girl vamps like to sink their teeth into. It's always, ooh, you're like a sister to me. Ooh, you're such a good friend. Don't be ridiculous. I'd bite you in a heartbeat. Really? Thought about it. When? Remember last year when you had that... Fuzzy pink number with the lilac underneath. Lilac. Lilac underneath. <laughs> I, would ne- I would have never guessed you played the bloodlust kind of cool. Mm, I hate being obvious. All fanging and rrr. Takes a mystery out. But if you could? If I could, yeah. You know, this doesn't make you any less terrifying. <laughs> Don't patronise me. <laughs> That wasn't your favourite quote, was it? No. You lie! Because it was my favourite scene. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What was your favourite quote? My favourite quote was between Riley and Willow. And I don't uh, have that one. What? I don't have that. Is it long? Uh, no, no, no. It's Riley going, I can't believe it. I choked. And Willow's like, you really, really did. And then Riley says, you don't understand. I'm good at things. That that's what I do. Work hard, apply myself, get it done. And Willow's like, "Well, you failed extremely well." You like discipline. Ah, all right. Very who nice. gets? Who gets the wooden spoon? I give it to Harmony. Oh, poor Harmony. Yeah, I showed out the couple of scenes in it. So, well, they, you did have that great scene where Spike is like using all this. Um, all these little pet names for, her and he starts out with like love and baby and yeah, honey, and, and then he's he trying he to make start, up one. Then he starts calling her crembule, um, child like um, like milk latte or something, <laughs> <laughs> foamy foamy latte. I think was another one, yeah. and then he ends with 
menthol, menthol cigarettes. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Harmony. Uh, I I kind of went with Willow in this one for the yeah for the wooden spoon. Okay, yeah. Just because she does kind of get a little bit shit on in this. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she's a bit mopey as well. Very mopey. Body rock, y'all. Yeah. She doesn't have her manic energy. Mm, struggles a bit. Yeah. Um, who's the MVP of the episode? I gave it to Buffy. Yeah, I also gave yeah, it to Buffy. Buffy deserves it. Kind of saves the day in the end, mm-hmm. as she normally does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what do you rate this episode out of 10? I gave it six. <gasps> Packets of drugged human blood. Drugs blood. Well, yeah. I've got a better term that you could have used. Oh, what's that? Because I went seven out of ten spiked blood bags. Oh, <laughs> really yes. good. Nice See one. See the word play there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, you missed you missed your opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am the I am the Mister Punner. So yeah. yeah. You missed a perfectly good pun. Yeah. Guess I, you're not very punny. I'm oh. not. Not very punny. Not very punny. All right. Anything else you need to add or want to add? Need to add? add? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Want to add? add? No. Uh, Can vampires use Viagra? (laughs) (laughs) To to get their bite on? (laughs) To get their bite on. (laughs) Maybe Uh, some sort of steroid to make them a little more angry. Yeah. Do drugs work on them? Have these they Uh, alcohol? I think... Uh, it does come into it uh, if a human's been drinking or taking drugs. Oh, it can affect them. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it done before in other. Uh, uh, they go shows. into they go into it a bit more in Angel because there's like these drug den type things where humans inject themselves with a certain type of drug that when vampires take it, like drink the blood, they start tripping oh. balls. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Very creative. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I'm done. So I hope you have enjoyed listening to us today. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And you can find us on... You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. Yeah, shout us a comment, shout us a like, anything will do. I might even read it out for you if you do. We may, may not. Yeah, I think we will. No, we're not. We don't read stuff out. I always hate that in podcasts. <laughs> so, uh, till next time, take care. We'll see you. Bye. Grr,